you guys all got it there in front of you? I might just start off with reading it and then I'll pray and we'll dive into uh, hearing. Uh, 1 John 1, 1-4. That which was with, uh, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you that we have seen and heard so that you may also have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy and your joy complete. Uh, Would you like to pray with me? Our gracious Father, we just thank you for another day of your love and grace towards us. Lord, we just pray that you would just be quieting our hearts and souls for the start of this year to think about you. to understand your great love for us and the joy that you give us. As we think about what we're going to do this year with all the new things that we're going to try, Lord, we pray that we would just see what your word has to say about where new things come from. Lord, I pray that you would be with me this morning as I speak, that Lord, you would speak through me clearly and boldly. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever have you ever been overly joyous? You've you've had a moment or an experience of complete joy. I can tell you one just recently I have had. Uh, my brothers and my dad, the four of us, went up and we went walking around the Everest region in Nepal. And uh, we spent a bit over a week uh, over four thousand meters in altitude. And uh, the air is thin up there. It's hard to breathe. And there was one day that we were, we were sleeping at, at 4,800. Uh, 4, I'll go that way because it's a bit easier for me to understand. 4,800 meters. We slept at that altitude. Uh, we walked up 700 meters. And then after that, we climbed down 1,600 meters. Uh, And so it was a massive day. Uh, We got to the highest of about uh, 5,300 meters in altitude, and we were were spent. We were exhausted. The air was thin. And as we were walking down, every breath, I felt more joyous. Every breath, I could breathe again. I could feel the oxygen coming back into my body. And every step as I was going down those 1,600 meters, I was feeling more joyous. I had more energy, and I was more, uh, m- like, just more, e- more energetic as I was walking down. I was becoming more joyous. My joy was c- becoming complete. Uh, in this passage, we're going to see how where our, our complete and perfect joy comes from. It might not be in oxygen, though oxygen was great, and I loved it, and it made me come. <laughs> really happy, uh, there is a joy that comes 
that is far greater than just oxygen. And so we're going to look at three things in particular out of this passage. We're going to look at uh, a thing called the incarnation, which is just a fancy word uh, meaning God came as a man. Uh, We're going to look at how that incarnation restored our fellowship with God and how that, that fellowship with God completes our the joy in us and so that's where we're heading if you're wondering and so let's look at john 1 and 2 to to see and unpack this idea of the incarnation that which was with us from the beginning which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life that life was made manifest And we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. And people often ask this. And too often it's it's Christians as well who ask this question. Is God really with us? Does God really love me? Is God for me? How do we know? How can we have confidence in God? And I don't think you can go any further than just the the theology of the incarnation. The truth that God would come come to earth as a man. This this big theological term is just simply Jesus coming into this world, onto this, this planet, putting on flesh and bone for us. And in in this kind of idea that God would do that, he would come as a man, shows us that he is passionately, deliberately, and unconditionally in love with each of us, in love with you and in love with me. Think about it for a moment. God spoke the heavens and the earth into being. He created all of mankind. He created plants and animals, all of creation, and then we fell into sin. And now all of creation and all of the animals and all of humans are subject to sin. We came under this curse, and our relationship with God was compromised. And then the beautiful thing happened. He sent Jesus. Jesus, the the son of the living God, who brought about a new beginning, a new era, a new age, a new kingdom. You see, what's so interesting about the incarnation is this. It's what God says about God or it's it's who God is that Jesus Christ becoming as a man to start a new kingdom and a new era for us shows us that he is a God who loves us who wants to see a new beginning in us we often go running for a new beginning, a new start, a new thing in so many things that are not God. You're to love New Year's Day, 
and make our New Year's resolution. And tomorrow, Monday, we're all going to go to the gym and sign up and lose that Christmas food. We're going to start that book list that we've written down, all these great books that we want to read. Or it might be as simple as a, a new house, a new car, a new job. We go looking constantly for a new start, a new beginning in things that won't bring about a complete joy in us. Next year we'll roll over and we realize that we've only been to the gym once to sign up. <laughs> we don't need a new year's resolution, a new house, a new car. What we need is a new beginning in Jesus every day. Like that song, Lord, I need you every hour. None of these things that we want will give us a new genesis except Jesus. It's Jesus Christ that will give us a new start. That he will give us a, a new beginning it's Jesus who will give the people of Evans Head a new beginning, a new start, a new joy that will, will be complete, that won't, won't diminish, it won't empty. Jesus' name reveals it all. Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. He is God and yet he was a man. And why would this man come into this world for us? Why would he become a man? Why would God become a man? Why would God leave his eternal throne in praise and worship to become a man for you and I? And John kind of is unpacking this idea that God would become a man for you and I to give us a new start and a new life and to restore our fellowship with him. to restore our fellowship with God. If we look at verse 3, it says this, That which we have seen and we have heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. Indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. John is saying that the, the one reason that God would, would become a man, that he would become a man like you and I, is to restore our fellowship with God. See, often we have this kind of oversimplistic view about what God does for us, that he saves us from our sins. But he does so much more than just that. He restores our relationship back with him that we might have perfect fellowship with God to be reunited to him to, to dwell within him and him in us to be within his presence John is saying that the, the, the purpose of the incarnation is not just the forgiveness of people's sins which is great but it's it's, it's more it's a restored fellowship with God. 
this, this fellowship is a, is a personal communion with the Father, and it's only made possible through Jesus. It's only made possible with him becoming a man, stepping in our place. Without Jesus, the perfect God-man, we could not have this restored relationship with God. We could not be reunited back to the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Without Jesus coming as a man, we would never have that. We would never have an unhindered relationship with God. When was the last time you, you, you woke up in the morning and thinking, man, I'm in fellowship with God. I know before I started preparing this, I hadn't said that in some time. I hadn't woke up in the morning and thought my first thought was, wow, I'm restored in fellowship with God. I often think of the amazing things, but that wasn't one of the first things that came to my mind. Maybe this year, maybe even this afternoon, take some time to think about what it means to be in a restored relationship, a restored fellowship with God how rich that is and how, how amazing that is for us as his, as his sons and daughters. It's, it's a real beautiful picture. God coming as a man, restoring our fellowship back with him. knowing that he has promised never to leave me nor forsake me, that he, that he hears my prayers, that he knows my struggles, knows my insecurities, knows my doubts, my fears, and yet he loves me anyway because he is in fellowship with me. Do you know the richness of what it means to be in fellowship with God? Do you wake up rejoicing, thinking, wow, I am in fellowship with God? You see, John says that this should leave us with complete joy. It's there in verse 4. And we are writing these things so that our joy, your joy, may be complete. Joy is an, an outward expression of a an unshakable hope in who God is. Joy is the outward expression of an inward relationship with fellowship with the Father, with the, with the triune God. The incarnation should invoke for us, through Jesus, a, a, an understanding of perfect fellowship with God. And that, that understanding of being in perfect relationship with God again should bring about us a complete joy, a rejoicing that, that is unshakable. So there's a difference between joy and happiness. Joy is a state of being. 
Happiness is a feeling. We don't always have to feel happy, but we can always rejoice that we are in fellowship with God. That never changes. It's a state of being. And it should overflow into our lives. This year, as you're thinking about all the new things that will be happening, all the new starts, new, new challenges, will you let this state of being, a joy that only comes through Jesus coming onto this earth to restore your fellowship with him, will that joy hold you to the end? It's, a, it's an amazing passage to think about that God would do that for us. That he would restore us back to give us joy that is unshakable. I'd like to pray. Our gracious Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your son. We thank you that he would enter this world to restore us back to you, to restore our our fellowship with you again. An unhindered relationship with you as Father, Son, and Spirit. Lord, with that idea, that image of you coming down to this earth, bring about in us a complete joy that is not hindered by our feelings, that is not hindered by our fears, but it is overflowing in rejoicing and, and that we would know that you, your heart was to love us and to love others. Lord, would you help us share this message to make your joy complete in them also. In his name we pray. Amen.